the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Guess who's back, babies? That's right. AK is back live tonight. I'm not actually in the studio because in in case you could tell, I'm still just a tad under the weather. But you know what? I could not stay away one more day from my favorite people on the planet. And that includes all y'all out there. Glad to be back with you. So glad. I'm I'm hoping I'm going to bring a great show to you guys tonight because I got to tell y'all, I hadn't really been paying a whole lot of attention to the politics until the last few days, but we're going to, we're going to bring to you some of the best content you can find anywhere. And I just want to make sure that I get a chance to chat with you guys because I have missed you so, so, so very much. We definitely want to hear from you tonight. 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. You know, you can also always email me at andreakshow.com. I will be checking my emails during the show tonight, but I, I cannot go another second, though, before I bring in my partner here. He held down the fort along, along with a lot of great patriots and friends of yours and mine who kept the show rolling uh, while I was out on vacation, which was really about some healing time for me as well. And I'm continuing the healing. Uh, but like I said, I couldn't stay away any further. So let me bring in my man, the grease that kept the wheels turning on the AK show while I've been out. It's DJ potato skins yesterday i met in this very room with dj potato skins and let's just point out that's grease from a well-cooked spud not not any of that mechanical grease <laughs> no wait what's your favorite what's your favorite brand of grease to fry them spuds up baby i like some good old-fashioned crisco that's how we roll in the south yeah i think from. i would agree with you yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it's a pleasure. Just um, glad to have you back in the saddle. Well, thank you. And I got to give a shout out to everybody who worked with you, the best producer out there, my amazing fill-in uh, host from uh, Brother Ed Martin that you can hear in the Pro-America Report here on The Answer San Diego, Gary Quackenbush, GQ Law that you can hear every day on The Word on Wealth at 2 p.m. In fact, Gary's going to be back at 7 p.m. tonight for his weekly segment. Um, who else do we have? We had the one and only Amy Reichert, right, from Reopen San Diego, who really took it to Nathan Fletcher and almost took his seat away from him on the county supervisors. She was in on Wednesday. Um, our very own AM 1170, The Answer's very own Justin Hart filled in for me last Thursday and last night, did a great President's Day show. So, Justin Hart, thank you so much for that. And then our boys, DJ Carrot Sticks. And um, I, I think I'll leave the other two names. I'm not sure if I should say this. They filled in on Friday and had some fun 
on the Friday show. So thank you to everybody uh, for filling in for me. Appreciate it so, so much. And I've gotten good feedback from you guys on on the fill-in guest host. And uh, But I will tell y'all, it's good to feel missed. Nothing's Absolutely. better than AK. Thank you, bud. I appreciate it. Um, okay, so I really, you know, with so much happening out there, um, but then, then it occurred to me, I, I was kind of like, oh my gosh, there's so many stories that have been happening. I feel like I'm so behind. How do I catch up? But then as I, as I started looking at stories over the weekend, I realized really there's not a whole lot that's changed, right? It's another day, another train derailment, right? Have we even been really paying attention to how ma- how many train derailments we've had in the United States in the past year alone? It's astronomical. If we had an actual news media, we'd be reporting on that because what happened in Ohio, East Palestine, has really been happening all across this country. Maybe to, maybe not to, to that extent. We're going to talk about that. In fact, after the first break, our good friend Tom DeBacaro is going to be here. And we're going to talk about that as well as it, it because you, if, what do East Palestine, Ohio have? What do, what do they have in common with Ukraine? Well, we're going to talk about that with Tom DeBacaro because it's been absolutely despicable with the, how the Biden administration has been handling this East Palestine, Ohio. But, 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 you know, quite frankly, it's not, not anything new. You know, the Democrats always pretend that they care about the climate. And they really don't because they're behind the biggest disasters we've ever had and in, in related to the climate. They always pretend that they care about America, right? Um, but, you know, when you see Joe Biden, he didn't go to East Palestine, Ohio, did he? No, he's over in Ukraine. Anything new with that? Anything new with Democrats trying to take us into, into unfounded, unwarranted, missionless wars where we lose lives and treasure and we're, we're running a proxy war over there? Nothing new there. I'm not really hearing it. I, I'm not hearing that there was really anything new that went on except that James O'Keefe was shoved out of Project Veritas. And that's an interesting story. So much to get to tonight with you guys. I want to talk about something else that's not new in relation to, um, as I was looking into a little bit of this East Palestine story, a lot of people are talking about Pete Buttigieg who didn't go there and Joe Biden and the administration's response. And I'm going to get to that as well. But there was a story that popped up today from a news site I, I hadn't really been visiting a lot. And you know what else is not new is the toxic cloud the um there's there's something called dioxin that is that is a part of this environmental disaster that's happening in east palestine and this this dioxin dioxin uh disaster that's going on is also not new to this country while they're trying to tell you while fema denied any in any um aid to east palestine with the Biden administration ignored East Palestine and didn't go there, including Pete Buttigieg, we actually had, it would be funny, if not so absolutely despicable, that the governor of Ohio and a mayor there today tried to pretend that they were drinking tap water to try to convince people it was safe to be there. You know what's going on over this East Palestine? Is, is this di, di, dioxin disaster. This is the same thing that happened. Who remembers Love Canal in Ni- Niagara Falls? I grew up hearing about the, this environmental disaster that was Love Canal. And that's what's happening right now in East Palestine, Ohio. So this is nothing new. The Democrats destroying the environment and we're ignoring environmental disasters if it doesn't fit the narrative. I'm flashing back to when Barack Obama sat and did nothing after the BP oil spill as it was pumping oil at oil and oil into the Gulf of Mexico and ignored it for what, 19 days? 
He put, I don't know how many, it, uh, I think he put P&J oysters out of business for the first time at a hundred, after a hundred years, the damage that was done to the ecosystem. And why? Because he was ignoring it. So a Democrat ignoring an environmental disaster because they don't care about the environment, because everything related to the environment and climate change is nothing but a bunch of hoax and a, and a means for power. This is not new what's happening. This di- dioxin cloud that's going on over there, um, it's damage to the health of humans and wildlife. It's been known for more than 70 years to the U.S. government. It's no wonder the EPA now is trying to blame the uh, train company for the cleanup over there, and they're trying to stay away from it. They don't want people to know that this dioxin, what's going on over there, is one of the most toxic chemical compounds known. Pound for pound, according to this article, or molecule for molecule, dioxin is more toxic it's toxic than botulin toxin and more toxin than most military nerve gases used as weapons of war. It's a potent carcinogen and a major endocrine hormonal toxin and best known as the most toxic contaminant in Agent Orange. And this is what's happening in Palestine. Now, Buttigieg, I will talk about Buttigieg. He did say, who go there when the time's right? Well, if this was so safe there, wouldn't he be there? Wouldn't Biden be there? Well, Trump is going to be there tomorrow. He's going to be giving a speech. And, of course, after he announced he was going, that's when the Biden administration announced that they had some plans to go. Before, here's something even more despicable. The train company lawyers, before they would be willing to do any testing of the air quality, uh, they were pressuring people and local residents and citizens to sign waivers releasing them of their rights to sue before the air would be tested. 350 people signed it. The train company later, uh, after uh, J.D. Vance, I think, put some put some uh, attention to it, and they later said it was a mistake. This is what is happening. Meanwhile, where was Biden? Where's he been? Over in Ukraine. Somebody said today, I don't know if it was a Charlie Kirk or, or Jack Posobiec, who said, what a perfect example of America first versus America last, where you've got Joe Biden over in Ukraine ignoring this dioxin disaster going on in East Palestine, Ohio. But Trump's on his way there. Speaking of on his way, we're going to take a break. We come back. Tom DeBacaro is going to be here to weigh in on this and more. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K Show. AK's back, babies. Right here on The Answer San Diego, FM 96.1, and streaming all over the world. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, and welcome back to me, I say, <laughs> I have just missed y'all so much. Excuse me for giggling, but I'm just in the best mood that I get to be back with you guys, even though I'm in an undisclosed location, a.k.a. my living room, sitting here on my sofa with my little boo gator um, because I'm still a tad under the weather, and this is hey, how the, I roll. Hey, the left does not like that you're back, Andrea. Let's just call it like we see it. No, they don't. They don't. In fact, I think that's why somebody put some germs somewhere in a, in a cool beverage I was drinking somehow to Let's try to take out the AK. Down. 
<laughs> Let's take out the AK. <laughs> well, you can't take me out. You may knock me down, Una Memento, um, but I am definitely not out. And I am so excited that my first night back, I get to bring on my buddy Tom DeBacaro. He was actually under the weather, um, I think, the last week I was doing the show himself. So he knows what it's like to have to sound like you got a little Kermit the Frog in your throat. And I'm glad to have him back with me tonight to help us understand what we need to know about all the happenings, including Joe Biden and Ukraine and East Palestine, Ohio. Tom DeBacaro, author of The Divided Era and other important books, political historian, great political pundit. His articles are everywhere, including Fox Nation and Political Vanguard. And he joins me now. Hello, Tom Dell. Hello, hello. Hey, how are you? Great to have you back. Sorry, I had you on YouTube for a sec. You were what? You were on YouTube? You were watching a YouTube video? Is that what I, you're talking about? No, me? I muted myself. Although, oh. <laughs> you can Google it. Um, my first movie is coming out. The movie that I'm in, Sweetwater. It oh, is, yay! It, you can go to YouTube and see the trailer for that. I'm actually in the trailer. I don't say anything in the trailer, but I'm in the boardroom scene. And that's coming out April 14th. We did our just did our first opening at the NBA All-Star Game. This is about the first African-American in the NBA. And I play the owner of the Washington Capitals. And uh, so we're doing these openings. It's going to be fun. And I'm excited. April 14th, theaters nationwide. I'm super excited. I'm so glad you brought that up because I, I had forgotten about it just because it's been a while since you were on talking about it because you guys were filming at that point. And, you know, it takes a while before something gets filmed and uh, then ends up in, in on screens. So super excited. Yeah. So keep us keep us posted on how we can all see it, um, at, you know, as, yeah. as as it rolls out. We'll do. OK, so um, I opened the show by talking about East Palestine, Ohio, and that this is really nothing new on top of the fact that we've had uh, multiple, many, I think upwards of 30 train derailments, I think, in the last year. There was another one today, I think, that happened in um, – uh, um, Yeah, we – yeah, there's, there's really no other way to look at the fact that we are spending over $10 trillion a year as governments. And by and large, governments fail to do the basics – Instead, they spend money buying votes. Now, back in the 60s, when Edmund G. Brown Sr. was the governor, he was the one who coordinated the, the water supply that California has that hasn't been updated, roads, and so many other things. And since then, all the politicians in California have basically dropped the ball on it, shopping for votes elsewhere. Nationally, we do, our infrastructure is crumbling. And yet we spend trillions of dollars a year doing what? And so does it surprise me that we have trained derailments? No, it's a difficult, it's a dangerous business. In fact, if you go to law school, they talk about, you know, trains and the danger and, and, and should there be liability X, Y, and Z. The point is that we have a crumbling infrastructure and the politicians we send to Washington are are at fault for this, and so are we for not demanding more. And so it doesn't surprise well, but, me this occurred. 
Right. Well, let me intercept you, though, there, because because there are people and I don't think it's I don't think it's conspiratorial to to wonder why all of a sudden. I mean, our infrastructure has been crumbling for a while. Why all of a sudden in the past year? So many of these. Is it not a possibility that China could not be? You know, I mean, we just let you know, how do we I don't trust my government when they let China launch a surveillance balloon over us that when back and forth surveilling our military installations and did nothing about it. So why would I feel confident that our infrastructure is being protected? I don't, I can't just blame it on infrastructure without thinking of the possibility that China or another bad actor hadn't, hadn't done some acts here. Well, so I have a very close friend who uh, is in the railroad industry Actually, I've had two or three over the years, and they have repeatedly told me about the fact that they that the government does not spend money on infrastructure. Keep in mind that uh, especially the passenger train rails are are maintained by uh, government funding. And so uh, I've heard so many stories about the the incompetence of the government and how they don't actually upgrade these things that I guess I'm, uh, I don't know, cynical about this, but the reality is whether it's bridges, whether it's roads, whether it's uh, rail tracks, the government has for so many years neglected this stuff that none of these accidents surprise me. And the Biden administration's response to this particular one is, is, you know, if I, if, I don't know if you are old enough to remember when uh, Hurricane Katrina came and they blasted Bush for not yeah. visiting. Did you like that? And they yeah, blasted yes. Bush for not visiting. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. What have they done here? They've gone 20 days and and, and it's too much for uh, Bicycle Pete to make his way over there. So mm-hmm. um, I don't have information like you're describing. But what I do know is we have a long history of ignoring our rail tracks. Well, we have a long history of ignoring environmental disasters, um, you know, um, like Obama, ignoring the BP oil spill, which which ruined so much of our ecosystem down there and put P&J oysters out. I talked about that earlier. But let's also talk, you know, and, and because they don't care about the environment. Wasn't it also in the Obama administration there was the big spill into the Grand Canyon, right? And they just ignored that, you know, because... And, yeah, well, and, look, and, Al, Go- or Al, Go- Al Gore rents his properties out to in, uh, industries that are polluting the Allegheny River. So... Or, <laughs> So I don't want to, you know, he's a total fraud. So, yeah, no, if if, a, if this happens on the Republican watch, it's the end of the Republic. If it happens on a Democrat watch, uh, they just completely gloss over this. Well, yeah. And now I was I was reading an article earlier I referenced at the top of the show that this is a dioxin disaster. And the dioxin is is a disaster is the is the same disaster that was the Love Canal in Niagara Falls, um, the same as the town of Times Beach, Missouri. Um, both uh, both resulted in complete closures of both areas for human inhabitation. Uh, this is also the same toxic contaminant from Agent Orange. I think one of the reasons why they're avoiding this is they're tr- and, and then I heard that the um, today I think it was on Glenn Beck was reporting on the fact that uh, the train company lawyers tried to force uh, and got 350 people to sign waivers uh, to to give up their rights to sue in order to get the air quality tested, which is just a complete abuse 
of the citizens there. So I we I don't I think it's too soon to be to um to to I, or not too soon. Um, I, I it's going to I don't really know the extent of what's going to happen here if this is legitimately no, the no. same as a Love Canal. And part of that is because they haven't, you know, they haven't really showed up. Yes, there are some from the federal government there, but there's not transparency any more than there's transparency on the balloons, any more that there's transparency on Hunter Biden. The the media doesn't require that of this administration, but they would call, be calling for the the heads of the, uh, the entire cabinet if this if these kind of things happened in in a republican administration i mean i'm so tired of the of the uh the joint chiefs uh and and they're you know I, we have some general who's never fought in a battle telling us withholding information from trump and talking to the chinese yeah, you know, that was Millie. Millie a, admitted. To, let's refresh the listeners. Remember, we were talking to Tom DeBacaro, author of The Divided Air and other books. That was General Millie who admitted that he told the Chinese he'd let them know if there was any plans to attack. How is that? How has he not already been brought up on treason? How was he not court-martialed exactly. for that? And then the DOD is far more interested in uh, woke policies than readiness. So... Yeah, but this doesn't surprise you that government's completely incompetent at this stage, right? And and yet people continue to, you know, put their trust in government on the left now, which, of course, is the opposite of what they used to think in the 1960s. But now they were the promoters of big government, and it's and it's people like you and me and a lot of other people who are skeptical of government and always were. All right. Well, um, can you stick around another segment to, so we can talk about sure. Ukraine and, and Biden? All right. Tom Debacar is going to stick around. I and, hope you will, too. And the risk of international war with with mission creep? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned with Tom Debacar. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super excited to be back with you guys after about a week and a half off. Can't think of a better crew of peeps I'd rather roll with tonight. This being Mardi Gras. Crew of AK. Happy Mardi Gras out there to all my peeps. If you are listening from Louisiana, like my buddy Frankie. Marabella, happy Mardi Gras. Enjoy yourself tonight, but stay safe, my friend. Um, and uh, let us know which, yeah. if you're giving up anything from that. All righty, back with my buddy Tom Del Beccaro. Now we're going to shift gears and talk about uh, Biden's big adventure over in Ukraine and uh, what that means for the U.S. All right, Tom Del Beccaro. Um, seems like there was it was an interesting uh, display going on over there because... Um, <laughs> Uh, how is it that the commander in chief of, the, you know, supposed commander in chief of supposedly the world's greatest superpower, the most important man, leader of the free world, is able to go over to a war torn, war ravaged country in the middle of a war and stroll around like he's going to a day at Disneyland? <laughs> yeah, you raise a good question. Can we just step back a little bit? World War One 
was started in relation to a bad miscalculation. World War II was underestimating badly an adversary. North Korea was Dean Atchison's error of saying that the Korean Peninsula was outside the sphere of influence of the United States. Vietnam was a steady in mission creep where we said a little here, a little there, a little there, and then suddenly we became the main force in an area across the world where people could have a genuine discussion about whether that was really necessary. I just gave you all the major wars of the last hundred years in the world and mistakes and miscalculations are part of every one of them, which brings us to Ukraine. Joe Biden uh, made the error of basically like Obama, but Putin took advantage of both of these, those weak presidents. And now we are mission creeping like Really hard to imagine that they could do this much. Oh, we'll send, remember Obama sent blankets. And now where are we? Sending tanks that we didn't even have we've committed to. And, and China is about to show up in, in Russia for negotiations. Well, let, let me tell you, they're not talking about the sale of Russian vodka in this process. Mm-hmm. So where is the delineation of our national security? And you raise a good question. Was it appropriate for Biden to show up on the international stage walking around at the same time he tells us that this war is on the brink? I say no. He shouldn't have shown up there if it was really that bad. It was a provocation. First of all, it wasn't that bad. And that's why there's reports of phony air raid sirens going off in the background and gunfire. So um, it doesn't it, if it doesn't make sense, it's not true. If this is war torn, this is this is worse than Hillary Clinton's phony Bosnia sniper fire. She's she pretended she dodged. Right. This is this yeah. is. So I'm not really sure. Um, it sounds contradictory. I think you're right. This is about mission creep. But it's not as war-torn there. This, so much of this is about illusion. So much of this is about narrative, right? Are there bombs that have been dropped? Did Putin go in? Absolutely. But it's like there's an intention. Instead of trying to find a peaceful resolution, there is a narrative that's being pushed. An agenda at the, at the bottom of it is a new world government, one world order. And that's why there is an incitement of Putin to go well, I, in. I, I, and, and, honestly, and, and, I don't – I, I – Here's where I'm going to disagree with you. This, I think this is a classic example of getting into something, not having principles of, of how you're going to deal with it, and then just purely reacting. We are in pure reaction mode. We don't have a definition of where to go and how to get out. So we bracket. Well, we didn't either in Afghanistan. Or we, we didn't have that. And you didn't mention Afghanistan and Iraq. We didn't have that either. Beyond taking out Saddam Hussein, we didn't really have an exit plan. We didn't even, you know, we didn't have proper rule mission, you know, definition of what then. And, and in Afghanistan, we never had a mission uh, defined. We never had a definition of what a win was. You got to go in with a de- clear definition of what a win is yeah. and an exit plan. And we didn't have it. And what we got was 20 years later, after a lot of treasure and a lot of lives, we left behind 
We had 150,000 refugees come to us that weren't vetted and we left behind $80 billion worth of gear. So, you know, and, 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 and that could have all been avoided. And if it could have been avoided and it wasn't, then you have to go, okay, that was intention. That, that was by design. I don't think this was accidental. I think that this, I think that there was a desire when on, on Biden's first hundred days in office, at his press conference, he was asked as Putin was, and he paved the way for Putin. Day one in his presidency, he shuts down the Keystone Pipeline and lifts the sanctions. It's basically like, true, hey, Putin, I'm, you're open for business, man. Do whatever you want. And as he's approaching and he's, he's lining up to go in, Biden was asked on day 100 of, of his presidency, do you think Putin will go in? And he says, well, he has to. What else can he do? So this was, they wanted this Ukraine war. They wanted this because it was a way to change the conversation. It was a way to, uh, against other issues for Biden and the economy here, because American people usually will rather ra- rally around any president who's a wartime president. And when, when you, uh, and now we're hearing he's giving speeches talking about how we're going to pay to relocate families, pay for their social stuff, pensions. pay for health care. We're paying for their pensions. He, he, he said two days ago, we're paying the pensions of people in Ukraine so that they have money to spend. I'm pretty sure paying that's their the pensions. Constitution, by the way. Yes. Billions of yeah. dollars over there to help these people. I'm pretty sure that's in the U.S. Constitution, by the way. You need to read it more carefully to pay for foreign pensions. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Um, here's what, and, and um, then he gave a speech today that, that um, maybe you can interpret what, what this was meant to be. Skins, can you play clip one? Would we respond or would we look the other way? Would we be strong or would we be weak? Would we, you, we, would, would we the, all of our allies, <laughs> would be united or divided? Oh, Oh, Tom Delbacaro, that's okay, who, so that this, is who's over there. I agree, but and, and this is the danger of of mission creep. And we're in the nuclear age. By the way, ninety seven percent of Russia's troops are in the Ukraine. Unprecedented in world history that an entire country's army is in another country. Only nuclear weapons protects them. This is a game of risk. Europe would rush in and take over Russia and free the world of these problems. But the problem is nuclear weapons in this regard. So but the danger of mission creep is that one day you wake up and then you're then you face the hard problem. And this is the danger of weakness. You know, Jefferson, that which prepares you for war secures your peace. No such luck here. That's why as you described it eloquently, why Putin went in in the first place. This is why um, one week after he inaugurated at the Epic Times two years ago, I wrote four years of living dangerously under Joe Biden. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. And then today, Putin has said that uh, some people are poo-pooing it, saying it's no big deal. But Putin came out uh, today and said that he was no longer in the treaty. Uh, the yeah. smart treaty. I, um, yeah, I think he's just leveraging. Uh, they, they actually have no money right now to upgrade their nuclear arsenal, so that's not really the issue. I look, a month after that, well, war we haven't started, exactly we haven't exactly upgraded ours either. But go on. The month after that war started, I said they can't 
Russia can't take over the Ukraine. It's too big and too well funded. So what they'll do is partition it. And the question is, will the world normalize their partition? And at the end of the day, I think that's where we're still headed, because now there's no logical way out of this, which is why we should have been much more thoughtful in advance of this. Mm-hmm. But that's not how our military works. Cynically, you can say they feel good because this is them working as opposed to sitting on the sidelines. But I say it's just dangerous management by the DOD and the, and uh, uh, and how do you get away from that? I mean, this guy who's our joint chief is ridiculous. Yeah. Um uh, I, I, Biden said something today, though, in Poland that just really touched my heart, Tom DeBacaro. And it may, ex- <laughs> <laughs> it may explain to you exactly why Joe Biden is so focused on helping the people in Ukraine. Skins, can you please play clip three? Uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when Cole died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working-class town. And, uh, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in SKI or an O. <laughs> I thought he grew up in a black church. Which is it? <laughs> and Cole didn't die. It's been <laughs> shot at by the Democrats for years, but it didn't die. It's, I mean, how 80 million votes, Tom DeBacaro, who believes out there that million. that bozo got 80, 80 billion votes or 80 million votes? I mean, it just it's here's insane. What, here's, in the past week, I did read an article that said Russia does not want to push him out. Russian uh, state uh, spokespeople said something to the effect they don't want to push him out because... Harris would be even more dangerous. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, she's certainly no no smarter than he is. She, you know, she. The, it's like we've got Dumb and Dumber. We've got freaking frack, you know, in this country, uh, mm-hmm. running the country. I mean, to think the president of the United States. And can you imagine if a Republican had said this? I grew up self conscious. My last name didn't end in ski or in O. You're an Italian. Do you not take offense by the fact that he said, you know, he's talking about Italians and he's bummed he didn't have a last name with an O in it? Uh, uh, I grew up on Don Rickles. I'm not offended by anything. (laughs) (laughs) All right, my dear. The danger here is that the the world doesn't take him seriously, whereas China is a big bully in the world, and they have to take them seriously, and they're out on the limb. The the smaller countries are out on the limb right now. Well, it tells you everything. It told me everything I needed to know about the real intentions here. A couple of things did. One of his PMs, who was a woman, had said that we're fighting for the new world order. She said that in a video in the early days of the war. And when um, Elon Musk dared to tweet out a peace plan, an idea for you know peace talks, Zelensky came back and basically said he didn't want to hear nothing about anything to do with any peace talks, okay? This man is just on the take. He should have never come and spoke to Congress like he did. And, um, you know, it, like he's Benjamin Netanyahu or something. And the, the sense of entitlement that he has to our taxpayer money 
is just despicable to me. I'm sorry for what's happening to the Ukrainian people, but I said from the beginning we had no interest in this. We still don't have any interest, and we're just being bled dry financially. And ultimately, it's because it is about, in my opinion, ushering in the new world order. Um, 30 seconds, final thoughts, Tom Dubacaro. We're in a, a dangerous period of time, and uh, we still don't have clear leadership on this issue of what we're doing and how we're going to get out of it. We're just in this dangerous period of mission creep and the stakes are far higher now than the missions creep of the, of Vietnam because during Vietnam, China wasn't really on the grand stage and they are now. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks for being here. One more time, the name of the movie and how they can see the trailer. Sweetwater. You can just go Sweetwater 2023 and you can see the trailer. Google that or or DuckDuckGo that and you can find the trailer. And I'm in the board scene on the right, although I'm not talking in the trailer. I talk in the movie. All right. Thanks again for being here, my dear. All right. Before we take a break, we're going to go to the phones. Disaffected. Oh, all righty. Well, uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. We'll reopen the phones. You don't have to drop off. We'll go. We'll take your call. 888-344-1170. Don't go away. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The answer, San Diego. Andrea K., the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K. Show on the answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. The phones are open, 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in, what are your thoughts about uh, Ukraine? Are you worried that Joe Biden, about mission creep, that Joe Biden's going to take us into uh, World War Three? You worried about what's going on? Tom DeBacaro says Putin doesn't have any money, can't really re, you know, have his nuclear program. What are your thoughts on that or the train derailment? 888-344-1170. Jack from Oceanside is on the line. Hello, Jack. Well, you know, there's a lot of strange things going on in Ukraine. Um, when the president visited Kiev, he landed in Poland and took a 60-mile trip by train to Kiev. And then he had hmm. to take the train back to Poland. A totally okay. unsecure position for the president. Uh, when he was in Kiev, I didn't see any Secret Service. Uh, he didn't have his uh, armored vehicles. But the strange part is this. Ask yourself, after one year of war, why are those train tracks Still untouched. If this was a real war, wouldn't uh, Putin have decimated those train tracks by now? Good question. Because for one thing, that's that it, it's it's a supply chain route, right? And the other so, thing is, if you noticed, it seems to be that Kiev, um, and that's that's where Zelensky has his headquarters, is off limits. Wouldn't they have uh, leveled Kiev by now and, and killed yeah. Zelensky? Well, that's why there's so much about this doesn't make sense to me. Like I was talking about Tom. I mean, people are concerned about we're about to be in the Third World War and all this. And there's so much hype about it. Yet, if it was really that dangerous of a situation, how is there still like everything you just talked about? Kiev was not destroyed. His headquarters weren't. He's Zelensky's able to run all around and shoot pictures of Vogue. And we've had all kinds of congressional delegations and. You know, and, and the leader of the free world walking freely. Virtually no security. Right. So yeah. 
So if you look at what, how the president operates, he's given up our sovereignty at the borders. Mm-hmm. He's uh, given up our sovereignty in the air. Why wouldn't, so there's one of two things I can think of. One is this war is a managed war uh, and it's a moneymaker, so they're going to mm-hmm. keep it going. And the other thing is, the other scenario is if you look at Biden and how he gives up our sovereignty, right? Yeah. If there was a well, choice between an all-out thermonuclear war between the United States and China and Russia, maybe, just maybe Biden would surrender. Would surrender um, the nation. I got I to gotta jump in here because we're almost war. out of time. Um, would Joe Biden surrender? No, not public. I think, I think there's already been, uh, metaphorically, well, I think there's already been a lot of surrender that's taken place. We've, we've already surrendered our national sovereignty economically. That was actually underway with George W. Bush because, uh, you know, barring all that money from China, which gave them power, we well, gave up our sovereignty. I, this way to the public. Well, you have a choice. Uh, you can have all out thermonuclear war. We're at it. You know what, Jack? And your lives can go on. I think that's was the music playing. We're all. Thank you for calling, Jack. I got to got to leave it there. Um, You know, we've already surrendered in 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 a sense. We we've surrendered our national sovereignty with our open border, and we've actually had a border problem for decades. We've actually already surrendered to China. We did just in one instance when forty thousand the identities of forty thousand government workers were stolen during the Obama administration by China. They did nothing about it. China's been stealing our intellectual property. We've done nothing about it. We gave up our sovereignty when we let them surveil us just a couple of weeks ago. We've given up our sovereignty with $40, $34 trillion in debt because we're weak, right? We've given up our sovereignty when we have a military that can't defend us, right? We've given up our sovereignty by joining the UN. We've given up our sovereignty with our crap negotiations and things we're involved in with with um, World Economic Forum, Right. So we've already surrendered in so many ways. So do I think that, that Joe Biden wants to get us into a war and then surrender the country to China? No, I, I, I disagree with that. But I think it's thought provoking. And I thank you for calling. Jack, I just heard the rain outside. I'm glad I'm snuggled in at home. Wearing my Iron Mountain little fuzzy Sherpa line hoodie. Love my peeps at Iron Mountain. They've got the best, particularly for this kind of weather, everything that you need from hardworking Carhartt pants, cozy fuzzy sweaters and jackets that are weatherproofed and, and that can keep you warm and dry when you're out there working. All kinds of accessories like ands and knives. And here's the best part. You're going to want to keep staying tuned to the AK show every night from 6 to 8 p.m. Because coming forward, you're going to get details on a giveaway from Iron Mountain Outfitters, the best people in San Diego. If you have not gone to 8493 La Mesa Boulevard and looked for the standing bear outside and gone inside and said hi to my peeps, Dapper Dan the doggy and PJ, you are missing out on the best gear you could find for yourself and for your family at the best prices, hardest working gear, amazing patriot people. Get yourself to Iron Mountain. Don't miss out another day going further. I hate that it's going to be raining here. Uh, in the next couple of days, skins. Did you? You didn't get your car washed this weekend, did you? No, I've actually had to put it off another two times. Lord knows when I'll be able to wash it again. <laughs> All right, now stay tuned. We got hour two of tonight's Andrea K show coming up. Our buddy Gary Quackenbush will be with us next. You're not going to want to miss it. Quack in the whack. Stay tuned.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.